Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you are having a great start to your day. We are continuing our series on how we can find God's plan for our life. You know, God has a plan for us, each of us. He wants to give us a future and a hope. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, one of my favorite scriptures, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I want to point out that God knows the plans He has for you, and He declares it. So declare over your life that you will listen to God, and you will know His plan for you. So Tanya, I know that you love that scripture. We have talked about that scripture a lot. Do you believe that God has a future for you, a plan? I do. And it took some growth in my spiritual life to be able to really fully understand what that means and more importantly, how to stay in God's will to achieve the plan He has for me. And we started out a couple weeks ago talking about plan and we had an acronym and the first part of knowing God's plan is to pray. And we talked about that. We talked about how you pray and why it's important to pray. So I know you would agree with me absolutely, that prayer is important. Yes. So now we're to the next step. We've prayed. We feel like we are listening to God. And so what do we do next? Well, we'll go back to our acronym, P-L-A-N. Pray is the first one. Then we, we're to the L. What does the L stand for? Love. Love who? Love God and others. Amen. Amen. In fact... If we don't have that love for God, if He's not first in our life, how can we love others? And when we love Him, then we start getting closer to Him, and we know that He has a future and a hope for us. But Tanya, it's our choice to live in hope. So how do we live in hope every day? We grind ourselves down into God's Word, and we listen to it, and we let that be the voice in our head. Let those scriptures that guide and direct us and remind us of His love for us so we can love others. Amen. He loves us so much that He gave us His only Son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have a relationship with our Lord, with our Father, and with Jesus Christ and have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. He wants us to spend time with Him, to devote ourselves to Him, to love Him with our entire being. So today we're going to explore some reasons why and some proof in the promises of God on how much He loves us. Tanya, He loves you so much. Jill, He loves you so much too. And those of you listening, He loves you so much. Believe it. Receive it. He declares that over you. So we invite you right now, wherever you are, sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles. But most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We come with open hearts to know that you love us no matter where we are in our walk with you, whether we're brand new or we're skeptical to even walk the path with you or we've been here for a long time. You love all of us just the same. You loved us so much that you gave us your son 
who died on a cross and rose again so that we could have life forever with you. And Lord, we just thank you for that. That is so overwhelming sometimes to believe. But we know it because we have faith in you. We read your Bible and we know it's truth. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives to help us see you better, to love you better. And we can only do that through you and in the name of Jesus. We come before you and thank you. We look forward to hearing what words you have for us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You said something in your prayer that just stood out to me, and open hearts. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Thank you for praying that. We need to have open hearts to Lord, open hearts to receive the Lord, to receive His love. We have a choice to receive His love. We can choose to to feel that love and know He loves us, so we can walk away. That's right. We have free will. We get to make that choice. But I hope you choose that path, that it's in your plan to grow closer to God. And it really is. And so we're going to start with the greatest commandment that we are given, and it's, it's in Deuteronomy, back in the Old Testament. The greatest command that we have been given and that we need to follow is found in Deuteronomy 6.5. And it's simply this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Mm. Tanya, that's it. We are to love Him with everything, with our entire being, our heart, our soul, our might. And the very next part of that very same thought is we are to love others as God loves us. And that means even our cranky neighbor next door, that means our enemies. We are to love just as God loved us. And it's not always easy. But God says He is right there with us. He will walk us through those hard times and teach us how to love even more. He really will. And the, the first step, I believe, in, in loving is spending time with the Lord. And we've already talked about you can spend time in the Word, you know, knowing His promises and believing Him and reading. Anything you want to know about whatever you're facing is found in this Bible. Yes. And there are ways to get to what you're looking for. And God will speak to you through that. And also prayer. If you pray, He will direct you to those people or those scriptures or those situations or angels on earth. You know, there's people He puts in our life who are angels who've been sent you know you hear stories all the time about people saying you know I was in the hospital and I saw someone who walked up and I don't remember that person's name and I never saw him again but they gave me some hope they, they shared something with me and said you're gonna be okay or how may I help you or comforted you. You know, I know you're a nurse and you've been in many hospitals. You've been in many situations with patients, you know, when they're about to pass away or when they're about to be healed. I bet you've seen some instances of angels among us. Oh, I have. Um, would you share one? I, I would. And it, it's actually going to take me back to a time I thought about it the other day. My grandmother was really... Um, the outcome did not look good. It did not. We thought she had lung cancer. She had been a long-time smoker, and so she'd quit, but she had this huge mass that looked cancerous on everything we looked at. The surgeon agreed, 
And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And I remember being in the pre-op area with her before she went back for surgery. She had never really had any major surgery. This was her first big event. She was in her early 70s at the time. And we were all concerned. We were, of course, sitting there. Yes, we have faith, but yes, you're concerned. And the coolest thing, after a very long and extensive surgery, when they got in there, that tumor was gone. They did emergency x-rays and such during her case because they couldn't find what they were supposed to remove. And the surgeon came out with this glow and this aura all around him and he says, I've seen a lot of things in my life. I knew when we went in that we were looking at cancer and we can't find it. Mm. And we can only attribute this to God. And I was like, for a surgeon, a scientist, mm-hmm. to come out and have that declaration was just so affirming. And of course, she had recovery from the surgery and that sort of thing. But the fact that she wasn't going to have to go through any sense of wow. treatment, nothing. I mean, she just had to recover from the surgery. It is amazing the power of prayer, the continued faith that God will show us love when you least expect it. I never would have expected that coming from that surgeon. I mean, he was this very tall, stately man, broad shoulders. I mean, kind of intimidating even to a nurse from that experience. But getting to witness it with my own family mm-hmm. was just that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. So God's plan for your grandmother at the time was to, to heal her. To be a miracle. To be a miracle. And so that his glory could shine through. So I guarantee you that doctor was saw something that he had never seen before. He even said it. And so your grandmother, your whole situation was almost just life. What was, not almost, was life-changing for it that was. surgeon. I wonder, were you able to talk to him later and find out if... No, no, but just the aura around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just felt like he had the... It felt like he had the angel uh-huh. wings around right. him. Right. He was just... Not only was he the good messenger, but he he had such a good message mm-hmm. to share. Amen. And the fact that he gave God the glory oh, was an that. affirmation for me. It was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. And I know you've told me many times your grandmother was a strong believer. Yes. She had an awesome relationship with her Lord. She praised Him. She was devoted to Him. She delighted in Him. And when we are devoted to God, if we truly delight in Him and put Him first, we will hear God. And you know what happens? Our focus changes. Our desires change. We seek to please God first and not people. We become less self-centered. It's not all about us, but we become more God-centered. And I truly know that in speaking to you, your grandmother was that way, and she had a big impact on your life. How many years did she live after that? Uh, Let's see. She lived 14, 15 more years. Beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I know in those years you were young, growing up, and you were able to experience a lot through her prayers and her teaching and and just watching her so who is it that you can 
share Jesus with? Who is it that you and me can shine our light on? I keep thinking of the light, the light. In fact, I was at a family funeral just recently, and before I went there, I just kept hearing God. This is an example of God will speak in the plan, and I kept hearing, Jill, be the light. Shine God's light. Share Jesus. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, I will. Because through us sharing Jesus and that love, people see Jesus. So I went to the, and I also prayed, Lord, just it's a hot day today. Just share a breeze with us. Share that breeze so that we can have that refreshing feeling. We can know you're there. Well, this funeral was actually in Colfax, small town, just not far from Canton. And it was outside and in July, very hot. We went out to this little tent area, had a little bitty covered tent with a few chairs. And a woman who um, was there was singing with a guitar and just, she shared the song, Lighthouse. (laughs) And it talked about Jesus being our light. Then that cool breeze came through and she sang it as well with my soul. One of my favorites. Yes. And then um, the person that was giving the obituary and talking about the family member who had died shared about, her name was Vicki. Vicki loved the Lord. She loved him, had a relationship with him. He was Lord of her life. And it was God speaking to me through those moments, through the light through the breeze and through the confirmation, the declarations of her life. What an awe-inspiring thing, because don't we all want that to be known about us? Mm -hmm. But we don't have to wait until we're dead to get there. They can know that by looking at you today. I look at you and I see just the radiance of God. And that is always affirming to me. I saw it the first time that we met. some people's lights shine brighter because they're devoted to God. So turn on your light. Turn on the light from Jesus. That's right. More God-centered and and less about us. And I also have seen that in you, Tanya, and I believe that's why we're working together. And so we want to encourage you, if you're listening, you have a light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. You know, it makes me think of something I've read recently. You know, a lot of times we feel too broken to be loved by God. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's in our brokenness that God can can show us most of Him at that point because we're vulnerable enough to allow ourselves to see. We've all had hurts and things that, that come over us. Life that happens. I truly believe that even through the brokenness, your light can shine even brighter because you have an experience that you can share with someone else to help them through their challenge point. I know many of us have gone through things that we don't necessarily like to share, um, but I also find that it is in that sharing and being vulnerable enough with others that we can do some of God's best work because you never know who's needing that kind of help. And it leads me to one of the scriptures I picked for today, and it comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Be completely humble and gentle. 
be patient, bearing with one another in love. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that we just love others. We don't have that judgment. We just love them. I do too. And I think we can do that. We don't have to be asked to do it. Correct. (laughs) Although God always wants us to. He gives us, as we said before, the free will to choose. But when you do that, you are shining your light. You know, Jesus tells us to be salt and light to this broken world. And Matthew 5, verse 16 is a good one. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Not so they give glory to you. Correct. But so they give glory to to God in heaven. And so back to the funeral, back to your grandmother. Um, situation. Who did the doctor give glory to? God. Amen. Amen. And who did the man who was talking about my family member who died give glory to? God. God. God was the one that gives us strength, is the one that gives us strength. He always does. And so I can't think of someone more faithful that who wanted to serve and follow the Lord and believed in his promise, who who called on him in prayer, who trusted him, was fully devoted and fully followed him in obedience. I can't think of a better example of that person than Abraham from the Old Testament, the call of Abraham. And at the time God called him, he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know any of the details. In fact, he he was not sure what was going to happen. But what Abram did, and by the way, he was Abram, and then God renamed him Abraham later in his life. He focused on God's power to fulfill his promises and not on his circumstances. He believed what God promised him. God promised him three things, Tanya. First of all, the promised land that he was going to take him to a place. For he and his people, a promised land. He did not know where he was going, but he knew that God would fulfill that promise. And then the promise of many descendants, as numerous as the stars in the sky, if you can imagine. Wow. He promised him that, and he believed him. Then he promised him blessing and redemption, and he believed his promise of blessing and redemption. And so he followed God, he believed God, and he loved God. And so I believe that when we are called, which we will be called, what do we do? Do we back out? Do we stop what we're doing? When God calls us, when you hear your name, Tanya, go. What are you going to do? I'd like to say that I'm always going to go. But there have been times when I knew I should have gone and I didn't. God still made a way. Mm -hmm. When it's God's will and it's something for your life, He's going to get you there, even when you stall. Amen. I totally believe that. So I want to say that he is a God of second chances. But also, when he wants you to go and you miss that opportunity, it may be different. You may miss something that you didn't, the blessing. Correct. Abraham would have missed the blessing. But folks, if you've messed up, it's okay. I've messed up. Tanya's messed up. We've all had those opportunities that we've missed. But start today. And when you're called, go. In fact, Genesis chapter 12 is the call of Abram. When you have time today, read that. Read about how God called him. 
and it continues on if you want to keep reading. It's just so good and so encouraging. And then insert your name there. The call of Tanya. The call of Jill. The call of whoever you are listening. Insert your name. And what does that look like for you? I want you to know that you are called. You have been chosen. God has called you by name, and there's proof of that in Isaiah, Isaiah 43.1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I love that. Allows me to, to reflect on another scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. How can we put this into practical everyday application? When we follow a disciplined life where we're spending time with God in prayer and in the Word and listening and loving, it's a great motivator. And it allows us to make the choice to love when we could have chosen another path. And I have a great story an example of what you're talking about. My neighbor named Becky, the other day um, we met and we were just talking about different things going on in our life. And she said, I just want to spend more time with God. I want to just sit in his presence. And so she said, I came out to my house and just was sitting. I didn't really, I felt like I needed to clean the house. You know, women, we want to clean, we want to make, but she said, something just said, just be still. She said, I know it was God. Because then I heard these words echoing in my spirit. Becky, I love you. Becky, I love you. Mm. And she said, I received that love. And I just knew everything's going to be okay. I heard those words. And so, listener, God loves you. Maybe you feel like you're not loved because you haven't gotten to know or you haven't spent time with this God who loves, this God who is love. The scriptures say God is love. Yes. And he's proved his love time and time again, over and over again. He wants you to know he loves you, and he doesn't want you to fear. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Love that scripture. Someone needs to hear that. Fear not. God is with you. God loves you. Spend time in His presence. Be still and know that He is God. One of our favorite scriptures. We always flow back to that. And folks, friends, it's not always easy. It's really not. There have been times when I had put up brick walls to not hear that, and I wasn't going to receive it from God. I certainly couldn't give it to others. So much more can happen when you love and you trust God. Trust over doubt. You know, there's a lot that we can doubt over. If we listen to the news too long, or if we hear some negativity, if we have people in our life that are spreading negativity, then we may not hear the positive promises. But we want you to focus on these positive promises of hope. Ask God to show you His promises for you. I've been doing that lately, and God showed me a promise. I want to tell you about it. I love the scripture from Isaiah 40, 31. I've shared this. If you're a listener, you've probably heard me share the story of 
needing to hear a word from God when I was going through a hard time trying to get pregnant, didn't have any children, and just my husband and I, that was a desire of our heart. We tried for many years. Walking down downtown Dallas, see a scripture on a statue, see a, a wingspan of an eagle, just beautiful, with these words. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And right then, I knew God was speaking to me, and everything was okay. Well, years later, 26 years later, I'm going on a walk with my husband in the neighborhood where I live. Look up in the sky. A real eagle flies over our head, wingspan right over our head. And I said, it's an eagle. And at first, I wasn't sure. I just felt like it was an eagle. But I say that a lot, hoping to see an eagle. <laughs> I've hoped to see an eagle fly over me for years, Tanya. I never have. Not fly over me. And that eagle flew over us and landed on a telephone pole not far away and stayed there about 15 minutes. So I was able to take a picture of him. Confirm it was a, not a golden eagle, a bald eagle. Wow. Right in these parts in this neighborhood. And right then, God showed me his promise. I had been asking him to show me some of his promises, to show me what I needed to do. Because you see, I've been having some fear about some things and some worries mostly. And I believe God was telling me, and I know he was, wait on me. I'm going to renew your strength. You're going to mount up with wings like eagles, and you're going to run and not be weary, and you're going to walk and not faint. And I'm going to help you devote yourself to me. Keep having that faith. Come closer. Wait on me. Keep believing. Don't stop. And, of course, my all-time favorite scripture, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So he was telling me, delight in me. Look for me. I'm all around you. I'm going to show myself to you. I think there are times when God shows himself to us and we're not in tune enough and we miss it. I know I've been praying over some things for several years and something that had a timeline now has got an extension. And I'm at peace about it because I know that extension, number one, the promise came from God. Yes. Number two, the extension came from God with this little extra. Tanya, remember what I have done for you in the past. The things that I've helped you through. Let that be your faith builder for this extension. And to know that it's, I've got to work out a few things and it's not going to be ready. But I had to get you ready. So I gave you a short timeline, and now I'm extending it, and you're in a better place to receive it. Friends, He will show you all of that when you spend time praying in the Word, loving others, even those that are not as easy to love. He will show you, just like He showed you, those promises, what a unique story, and how, wow, you got to see a bald eagle that close. What an affirmation for you. Yes, and I will hold on to that for eternity. 
And God wants us to hold on to Him, to continue to believe, just like Abraham. Believe in the promises, and He will count it towards us as righteousness. He will love us even when we don't feel lovable. So let Him love you today. Indeed. Just open your hearts. Open your hearts to be accepting of His love. Let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we do love you, and we want today to tell you that we accept your love. We want you to lavish your love upon us. Show us your glory. Give us that hope from your promises. And Lord, may we continue to be devoted to you with an open heart and open mind and love you with all of our hearts, our strength, and our might. Lord, and our neighbor as ourselves. For you have proclaimed and have declared that you have a future and a hope for each of us. So Lord, we do trust you. We want to obey you. We will listen to you. And we will be redeemed. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, Simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved.